0: on the edge of glory but i'm really just telling you about week two keegan and i are so excited to tell you about week two in the nfl keegan say hi to the folks hello folks we have so much to talk about look we've got to talk about the mess in the afc east the mess in the nfc west everything is just a mess everywhere but i'm gonna tell you something you know who's not a mess Lamar Jackson. lamar jackson And I'll tell you who else is in a mess? Your Patriots, Keegan. Congratulations to you. Very happy for you. Very happy for all of you who are having a good fantasy day, which we know is not many of you. But we are excited to at least give you a little bit of light in your fantasy week. Stay tuned. Fallback football coming up.
1: Well, well, well. Good podcast to you, sir.
0: Great podcast. Great podcast. Then, you, know, you know, good is for the average. Great is for the fallbackers. So
1: uh,
0: I think couldn't have gonna... said
1: it better myself, my
0: friend. There you go. There, there it is right there. And thank you, everybody, for joining us. I'm so excited to have you here. I mean, guys, you know, it's football season. And no matter what's going on in your life or in your fantasy life or in just any part of your life, Football's happening, and it's only going to get better. Okay? That's the thing. Oh, only it better get, get closer. better. Well, it's only going to get closer to the playoffs. That's how I say it. Think of it this way. It's only going to get closer to the playoffs. And isn't that what it's all about?
1: And not only that, but it's getting a little bit closer to next year's playoffs every day as well. So that's exciting.
0: See that? Double-edged sword. Or double-edged What's a you know? Not, I guess it would be a sword.
1: It, it's it's the same edge, but it's twice as sharp.
0: <laughs> well, so that know. would I don't know. That, I don't but know that why. would be a, but that would be a sword. That sounds like a pretty good sword. To oh, me, so I it's know, a, don't know.
1: yeah, it's a sword. I think that's what we were looking for there.
0: Uh, well, that's okay. Well, you know what? Whatever. So let the record show that I was right about that. I know <laughs> overall, you know, Keegan. Overall, I gotta tell you, <laughs> we're just gonna move past that. We're gonna let it go. So. Overall, Keegan, I know that yesterday we sat and we watched football, and we felt like it was just a terrible day. And I, Connor,
1: uh, we were a couple of sad boys yesterday. <laughs> we were a
0: couple of uh, we were a couple of sad boy wonders. Okay, but I tell you what, here's the thing about that. If I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that fantasy was a tough time for a lot of us, right? You know. For example, a Joe Mixon owner, 20 carries, 69 yards, you know, no touchdowns. You know, it's it's like stuff like that is tough, you know, and it's sad. But I don't think we should allow, you know, as I look back at these games and as we, and as we remember the endings of a lot of these games, we had some pretty good Sunday games that may have been clouded by fantasy. And it calls into question, you know, listen, we love fantasy, but it calls into question this debate, you know, we've had the debate certainly of, uh, Do you like your team and your fan more, or do you like your fantasy team more? And we're on opposite ends of this, but it really, you know, on a day like this, is it is it possible that fantasy has made us think it was a poor day, when in fact it was a pretty good? If you look at these scores, a lot of one score games, an overtime game against two, you know, playoff level teams. You know, you had a lot of great times.
1: Here's my response to that, Connor. Fantasy is based on NFL. So they're one and the same. And in fact, it's based on one very specific part of the NFL, which is offense, which is the best part of the NFL. And we got some shit offense yesterday. And while, yes, the scores are close in a lot of cases, you're right, it was also just such low scoring games all round that it was just blech to watch, you know? And, And so, yeah, maybe the fourth quarters were exciting, but... The games were not fun. This was a bad, this was a dud week as far as I'm concerned. And I know. Yeah, I'm sure that there were certain people who watched and got, and got exactly what they were looking for and had a great week. I I don't know, buddy. I mean, <laughs> we'll, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. I, I, all I can say is I'm going to have some thoughts.
0: I think I, I think I just think that, you know, listen, it's week two. I think a lot of times there are new people getting, you know, used to a certain style. You know, the Texans still think that they're going to win something, right? They're still like, oh, yeah, we're – no, you guys don't understand. We, we – David Colley coached us up real good. And we're, we're going to win the Super Bowl. You guys don't understand. I love I, no Listen, I know you think, oh, we're terrible. But I'm telling you, we're going to win the Super Bowl. Like, there's – we're still at that point of the season. We're in that locker room. They, they actually might believe that. So, like – You know, you're going to get some weird games still. And we're sort of waiting for the weird, like there was a lot of weird games last week and there was a, you know, sort of a shift to normality, I think, in a lot of ways. You know, there are some exceptions that we'll talk about. But I think in a lot of ways there was a shift. Well, I mean, you know, it's interesting. I felt that it was was a shift to normality in terms of what we would expect in the regular season, you know. And whether that means that that's what we're going to get in the playoffs, or that means what we're going to get. Uh, go moving forward you know this is at least the kind of a lot of teams that we expect to be successful in the regular season this year are doing it you know with 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 a few exceptions the whole brother okay
1: yep you're right let's uh i I totally agree with you let's let's dive into a little more what we're talking about here let's get into the matchups
0: well, so first of all, I mean, we got to start talking about the Thursday game, right?
1: Oh, brother, if you had the kicker for one of these two teams in your fantasy lineup, you had a great night. Well, yippee ki This was a – and I've heard a lot of people talk about, oh, it was a really good game because it was back and forth at the end and you didn't know who was going to win. Yeah, but nothing fucking happened either. It was like completely – kicker oriented i don't go to football games i don't turn on football games to watch kickers i'll tell you that much connor
0: I uh, can i tell you something no that uh, listen pat McAfee's is a great guy that's the only kicker i care about maybe adam venetier he seems like a nice guy the only kicker that's i great. care about hey, the only two you kickers i care about are both retired that's I about exactly so that's that's what we're talking about here and you know Willie Lutz is a nice guy, but he's hurt, so I don't care. I'm not. I'm not the, I'm So, so you know, feed him to the uh, wolves. So like, I don't. Uh, I, don't, <laughs> I don't wait that? around for the week. I leave. the what, week is what, is what is he? What is he? What is he? Human being? No, he's You know. <laughs> no, he's a football we, player. What we're going to do is we're going to bring him to the Coliseum, and I will sit back in my long chair eating grapes while he fights the lion for the right for his survival. So we'll see. You know, it'll be very exciting. And Connor, you uh, wouldn't be the first. You wouldn't, it wouldn't, be, it wouldn't the be the first. first you know, and, and you know, if he's really the star athlete, he'll win. That's yeah, a, that's fine. That's no big deal. If he's the hero of the movie, he'll win. You know, that's, you know... Fine. <laughs> that's fine. He'll win. Oh, no. okay. That'll be okay.
1: um, yeah, Daniel Jones. Come on. He, oh my God. He, he tried the sa- we saw him run the same option play a hundred times, it feels like. Every single time it went for 15 yards on a first down. Uh, I mean, Saquon was not doing well enough. For them to continue stacking the box against him, IMO. I mean, I know you could just say, well, they he wasn't doing well because they stacked the box against him. But it's like, yeah, but Daniel Jones was getting the yards. So maybe do what you got to do to keep them from getting yards.
0: Well, I mean, at the end of the day, it comes down to, you know, I, I think this is a classic. This is going to be the theme that I'm going to hit home a million times. The difference between the mobile quarterbacks and the non-mobile quarterbacks is like, you know, thank God that, like, Daniel Jones is as bad as he is because – He's he, even as bad as he is, he still has a little bit of mobility that makes him, like, that's why he's still here. Like, that's oh the bottom line. That's he why he's still here. He looks terrible running the ball. And he
1: finishes with good numbers. So, it's like, yes, he is technically, by all metrics, a Russian quarterback. But when you watch him run, he looks so unathletic. Like, it's, it, you could, every time he moves, you could just dub over. do
0: but I think here's the here's the thing that we have to we have to point out though, Keegan. You know, we, we and we talked about how great the Giants' defense is. Taylor Heineke, 34 of 46, forty six, three thirty six, two touchdowns, and that one pick that we saw at the end from Bradbury. That was it, and that was and that's a pass play that shouldn't have happened. So, like, I, I gotta tell you, you know, maybe it doesn't make me happy as Antonio Gibson owner, but Taylor Heineke, like, we saw. We well, listen. The, we have to be objective and say. The man almost won a playoff game against Tampa Bay. He beat a he beat up a pretty good defense. Let's 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 give him the benefit of the doubt. Let's say props to Heineke. We might actually have a starter on our hands here. We might actually have a quality starter on our hands. Remember, this is this is guys. This is a team, as you know. I believe Washington is a playoff team. I think they're a Super Bowl contender. Frankly, with the de- just just based on the defense that they have and the fact that they have the weapons on offense to you know to to sustain that to score enough points that their defense will help them you know? yeah and so, i guess, yeah
1: I, I mean so so for context if you missed the game uh it was a back and forth affair on field goals uh the final score was 30 to 29 washington over new york and my god i mean yeah, Taylor Heineke always fun to watch. Like I root for him. I don't think he's anything more than a career backup, but I think he's a really good career backup. Like I think he's like a uh, you know, um Gardner Minshew level. I mean yeah, I, I like Gardner. But anyway, um this game was kind of the battle of the basement in a lot of ways, even though the stat line doesn't really show it at 30 to 29. It was just there was bad football all around. We saw Connor, how many Washington players did we see trip in the open field? Like, seven? oh my god,
0: dude, so many tripping in the open field. I don't understand what was happening. It's like Particu- okay, particularly yeah. the bad players that they kept throwing to instead of our star players. <laughs> we
1: were making the joke that, like, if you <laughs> that the um. Giants defense doesn't really need to be that good if all they need to do is look at a player and he gets
0: tackled. That's, pretty, like, that's, that's force choking, right there. That's yeah, what
1: I mean, it's like it's, that's exactly right. They did the little the, the Darth Vader pinch uh, on those guys. I, J.D. McKissick, uh, you know, had a career day by the numbers, but we saw him trip in the open field twice. I mean, it's just like these are NFL players, right? And by the way, this was this was not a game with rain. This was not a game with. Uh, you know, weird turf or a lot of wind or you know, mole hills and, and
0: booby traps
1: all around the field. No. This was just a standard NFL field with grass and stuff. You know, that kind of they run saying, all
0: the time. Are you saying it wasn't played at a miniature golf course? No, this, <laughs> was, on a, no, this was on a football field. Because that's that's, <laughs> that was the impression that I, I thought it was played on a slip and slide at a miniature golf course. Oh, so my I apologize gosh. for any um, analysis based on that. Freaking Kenny
1: Galladay, uh, you know, they signed him for a lot of money to make that offense better, and uh, we didn't see it uh, yet. Maybe and- the, the chemistry's going to grow because they didn't get a preseason together, but oh boy, if this is still Darius Slayton and Sterling Shepard's season, this team's not going places.
0: And Kenny Galladay was already... Aware, like Kenny Galladay, seemed just to think that it was going to be a problem because he's already screaming at Daniel Jones week two. <laughs> and, and Daniel Jones' response is like, Yeah, he's yeah, just, yeah,
1: just trying to make I it. I know. Better. I actually he's did. If you saw Daniel Jones' post game interview, I thought he handled the questions about it super well. He was just kind of like, Yeah, I don't think he was really mad about that. He's just an intense guy. That's the kind of guys we want on our team. Like, he just wants the ball. That's that's a good football mentality or whatever. And I think it was it was actually a really good response. But Daniel Jones is still a child and and uh, i mean uh, the thing i always go back to is like if you're gonna keep giving him chances why him well of all people like everybody else in the nfl gets like one second to make their mark and if they don't do it they get thrown to the walls and it's just like this one kid it's like nope you know we uh i I know we talked about this last week but anyway
0: well it's it's because the owner has already said i'm tired of explaining why we suck so much and the thing that the GM can't do is say, "Well, don't worry, I wasted your number six overall pick on this quarterback that everyone said was a terrible decision, but I knew it was a secret." That's that's the thing. The extra, this is the problem when you make a pick like that, you put this extra burden on yourself. I, I saw a really good, I saw a really good thing today, um, and we'll, But it, it's about Kyler Murray, but it's related to this, where it's like you think about what the Arizona Cardinals GM did, and that's why I like the Cardinals so much, right? They drafted Josh Rosen, and they went one year. They were able to draft Kyler Murray, and they were like, they looked around and they were like, "This is not going the way it should be going." Yes, I may look kind of stupid for picking Josh Rosen, fine, but we're gonna have Kyler Murray, and I'm gonna look way better, and we're gonna be way better off for it. And that calculation has been correct. Does anyone get mad at the Cardinals for having Kyler Murray over Josh Rosen? Would anyone in their right mind think that that was a terrible decision? But at the time, you're like, wait a minute. You're picking a second quarterback? Like, right. This is you're what happens when you do Such a good the- point, dude. And this is what happens when you do the – and the Giants are an example of what happens when you do the opposite. You just throw money at the problem in the form of Kenny Galladay in a way where you don't have a defensive co- – I think a lot of this falls in the fact that they don't have a defensive coach. Uh, who, uh, they have a defensive head coach, and they have a terrible OC in Jason Garrett, none of them whom are prepared to – Get the right person the ball. I mean, how often did we see, and we see it now in their lineup a little bit, but it's way less so. How often do we scream about why is Amari Cooper not getting the ball in the Dallas Cowboys offense? Right, that's when when Jason Garrett was in charge, right? Wasn't that a whole big thing that it was, Oh wait, like, who obsc- Jason these, Garrett, <laughs> the offensive coordinator for the Giants? You know, when they, when the when the, the coach was so terrible that they fired him mercifully, and they took him on as an offensive coordinator to improve their terrible quarterback. Because that's the solution to fixing this terrible thing. Like, I think, again, like, I think there are things that – I don't think Daniel Jones has ever gotten the chance to be coached, you know, properly. And I think maybe, you know, if he got an opportunity, maybe he could do something with it. But it's not here right now. It's not going to change now. So, you got to find someone who already knows what they're doing. Man, dude,
1: I tell you what, I would have a a lot less anxiety in life if I knew that anytime I make a mistake, I could throw $60 million at a Band-Aid for it.
0: Well, I mean, listen, listen, listen. You know, I used to do that all the time back on the street. You know, back on, uh, back on Wall Street. You know. Oh I mean? yeah, of course. I used to do a sixty million dollar put on Moderna, and I'd say put it there, and they'd say put it where. I don't understand what you mean by that.
1: Oh man, the eighties were a crazy time. It was a
0: crazy time, crazy time.
1: Yeah, a lot of cocaine, a lot <laughs> of women. Okay, as, as much so... as you can possibly have. <laughs> Bengals Bears, uh, this the Bears twenty Bengals seventeen was the final score, but man, was it an ugly, rocky road to get there. If you hear that score and you're like, "Oh, well, it was probably a couple touchdowns and a couple field goals," it was different than that.
0: It was gross. And let's just let's say this for our friend Justin Fields, though, who doesn't have any good stats or anything really good to look at. But let let me just point this out to you, right? On plays that he's practiced before where he's like a little option or whatever, he's already scored a touchdown. In a situation where he hasn't practiced, being the starter, he didn't look so hot. Uh, gee, I wonder, I wonder what the common denominator is there. So he's going to be fine, and he's going to look really good if they let him start. The question is if they are going to let him start. I think this is the time. I think everyone wants it to happen. I think Andy Dalton was mo- more – I was uh, even saying it when it happened. We were looking at him, and we were like – that looks like a man who knows he just lost his job. That looks like a man who he's like, ah, oh, dude, the slightest nick, and I'm going to be taken out. That's what he was probably saying to the trainer. He's like, bro, you got to keep me in. Like, this, if, if you take me out for two minutes, my job is gone. So, like, you got to keep me in here. Yes. And I feel like that's what happened. I feel like that's what's going to happen here.
1: Yes. For the record, uh, they did come out and say Andy Dalton is unequivocally our starter. If he's healthy uh for the record uh that is completely worthless because we've heard that a million times from a million teams and Nick it always Foles goes the other way. Nick Foles is sitting there
0: laughing his ass off. Frankly. Oh, you like, know who's sitting Nick there laughing Foles his ass off?
1: Terod Taylor three times. Three to Taylor's are laughing their cumulative asses off at that. <laughs>
0: um he's laughing his way to the bank with all that fucking yeah. money. Yeah. So at laughs.
1: one point in this game Joe Burrow threw three consecutive passes for interceptions. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow. Uh, I Joe. mean, I know the Bears are good, but God damn. Remember last week? What a difference a week makes, right, for the uh, Bengals passing attack here. Now, we still got a nice long touchdown from Jamar Chase. Those guys look like they're going to have – like that hookup looks like it's going to be just, just picking up right where it left off from college. Um, they have a lot of weapons. They don't have a good offensive line. Joe Burrow, oh, man, I love this kid. But what do you do with three picks on three consecutive passes, man? Like, does this worry you at all? Or do you feel like this is kind of a fluke and he's going to figure it out?
0: I'll tell you what this was. This was a Madden moment on steroids because this was that time when you're playing and it's just, you know, it's like 10-6 the whole game or 6-2. And you just get pissed. And you're just like, damn it. And first from first and 10, you just go five wide and you just chuck it at a receiver. And you just like no, I'm gonna make this one work, and you just like throw pick after yep. pick after and you just, and it's basically frustration. And this is where this is where the fact that Zach Taylor is the coach is the problem because they know, he doesn't have someone on the sidelines to go up to Joe and be like, hey, asshole, relax. Or even more importantly, he doesn't have a guy to be like, Okay, so we're gonna run the ball on the next play. Okay. We have this guy, Joe Mixon. We're gonna run the ball. Even if it only gains two yards, it won't be a turnover, and that will be a positive play. Okay. So and the-
1: it might actually draw the defense away from your passing attack every once in a while and open up the field for you when you do want to throw.
0: Well, listen, and I'm not. And listen, Joe Mixon got 20 carries for 69 yards. I'm not saying that he didn't like get the opportunity. What I'm saying is that it's just like the, the lack of create. Like that's what they'll say It's like, oh, he got his opportunity. It's the lack of creativity. He's calling like the same up the gut type runs, <laughs> the same five wide slant type runs, like the same whatever shit. So this is yeah. This is like, yeah, this is like your
1: this is like your playbook starter pack.
0: And and there's nothing and there's nothing to and, and and there's no creativity to it. And at some point, it's like if you have a good defense with smart players, they they if they watch any film, they're like, oh, I know that I know what route is coming here, and they can sit on it. And that's what these interceptions were a lot of times. They were sitting on things that were obvious, and Burrow just forced them anyway because it's like that's the only way you can do it. Which, first of all, it isn't because again, you have Joe Mixon. I know I'm speaking as a biased mix in fantasy owner, but it's also just the reality. You paid him a lot of money. You know, this is the thing we talk yeah. about with a lot of people. So, you know, I think uh, at the end of the day, you know, the Bengals, neither of these teams I think will come out being relevant this year. Uh, these teams both just show both showed in different ways that they have a long way to go.
1: So. A long way to go. Yeah, seriously. Um, okay, let's move on. Texans, Browns. Speaking of Terod Taylor, Browns 31, Texans 21. A lot closer probably than it should have been. Baker left the game for a short time, but came back and seemed fine. Jarvis Landry was lost on the opening drive. So this uh, offense was running exclusively on backup wide receivers as Odell Beckham did not suit up. Um, So keep bear that in mind, but they also have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Um, Texans, Terod Taylor. Oh my God, dude. What is in (laughs) Terod? What Indian burial ground did Terod Taylor build his house on? (laughs) That this has happened to him in week two, (laughs) three times. And that's, it's like you were saying yesterday, Davis Mills, Davis Mills didn't have to start the season. This could have been to Taylor's season, but with Justin Herbert, this happened when he was on the charges, obviously with Herbert and the the training staff punctured his lung. Oh my goodness. He had to be airlifted to the hospital for Herbert to get the start. And uh, obviously before that uh, same thing happened to him on the Browns and Baker Mayfield took over and won the first game. The Browns had won in over two seasons. It was a huge deal. So I don't know that there's a lot to take away from this game uh, prescriptively. I think that, you know, the Browns obviously are going to put together they have two very good wide receivers who weren't on the field for this game. The Texans continue to do weird, weirdly well on defense for just being awful uh, and having no talent. But, you know, like I said, I, I think this is mostly a fluke. It wasn't a beautiful game to watch either. I don't know. What do you think?
0: Messy. Um, I mean, this is the kind of game Cleveland has to win, though. Glad, so I'm glad they did because, you know, as, as this being a oh team my I like, God. you know, I'm glad they, they did. If they had
1: lost, I mean, that would have been the end of that. <laughs> <And> <laughs> Blow it all up. Trade everyone if they lose to this Texans team.
0: I mean, yeah, and especially, I mean, this is what they need to do: is be able to run the ball out and just like win these, you know, these hard fought type games. They can't win. They can't win. They can't lose to teams that are like the hustle teams, right? They have to be the ones that win the hustle games, right? With that, with their kind of style. So, uh, you know, again, not much, not much take from this either. Good for the Cleveland for, uh, you know, not avoiding some stupid upset that would destroy them later on in the standings. Um, And Houston, you know, dude, I mean. Let me tell you something. You know, there there's someone that I think a lot of teams just want to bet against or whatever. I mean, this is a team I'm not going to put any money against because they are a little too frisky for my chase.
1: They have no talent though, and I I, know. I, I, I,
0: I know. think trust. I'm not going to
1: bet on them to win either. They're just, just a little too frisky. Against... <laughs> I believe they're going to tie every game.
0: No, I just um. <laughs> I, I would never bet for them. I would never put money on them. I would never place t- a bet.
1: Yeah, no, I get it. I I dude, I just think this team. We talked about it in the offseason when we talked about our free agents episode. There is no, or maybe it was our draft episode, there is no star power on this off, on this lineup at all, on either side of the ball. There is absolutely not a single person you would consider a star, and every football team needs stars to function. I don't think, I think they're, they're living on borrowed time. They're doing oh, that cartoon move where you walk off a cliff and you just hang there for a second and then you fall.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's true. Brandon Cooks, I think, is a star. But... No,
1: Brandon Cooks is a star. That's absolutely fair. You're right. They have one star.
0: But that, but the fact that it's one and that's all the only one. Connor,
1: but Brandon Cooks matter. is going to be catching passes from Davis Mills going forward. Oh,
0: dude. Sorry. All right. Sorry. Two stars. Two stars. <laughs> Two stars. And I did forget to mention... They do also have Tyrod Taylor. He is still technically on the roster. Oh so yeah, no, sure. of
1: course he's 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 around. I mean he's gonna be, he's gonna be giving thumbs ups and high fives left and right. So oh yeah, he's
0: that headset's gonna fit him real nice. It's yeah, the, fit him uh, real snug. The light. inherent
1: value is paying itself off little by little.
0: I feel like at this point he bought one a while ago and he's got the same one. You know what I mean? And he, it, well, it's yeah, it's yeah, been no, worth exactly. the investment at this it's point.
1: like yeah, it's got a lot of stickers on it. It's like a little worn yeah, oh, out, but like. <laughs> yeah. The feedback kind of is comforting to him at this point. He calls
0: the T-bone. He's yeah. Yeah, like, my dog. Um,
1: okay. Uh, what's next? Rams-Colts. Uh, another close game. 27 points for the Rams, 24 for the Colts. I think this is deceptively close. I, I don't think the Colts really looked like they had a chance in this game. There were moments where they did stuff you were like, oh, that puts them a little closer. But I don't think anyone – this, this did not have the vibe of a game where – they were ever in control. Do you agree with that?
0: This is is just your pure Carson Wentz hate, just showing out. Okay, well, now I have to... Before yesterday's set of
1: games, my buddy Connor and I were sitting together, and I said to him, I don't feel like I've gone hard enough in the podcast talking about just how much I hate Carson Wentz as a football player. I just would not want... I mean, I'm glad he went to the Colts, because the Colts... He doesn't do any damage to me there because I have no personal investment in the Colts. There are places he could have gone where he would have hurt me as a person because I would have had to root for him. And it's like, I hate... Dude, after last year, do you remember last year watching him run around the pocket on every single play? That offense could not get 100 yards a game to save its life. And now they've just transferred their offensive woes over to uh, Indianapolis. Indianapolis paid them multiple high picks to do it and you know Indy's supposed to have a good O-line but that apparently still isn't enough to make Carson Wentz good because he still looks like he's running for his life on every
0: play I just you know and it's interesting to me and I was trying to think about you know the Indianapolis offensive offensive line has been the strength of it for so long and now it's just collapsing it's like what how is that happening how what's what's the problem and it's like. Well, you know what? They're not used to this guy who's running 10 feet this way and 10 feet that way. They're used to a pocket passer. Well, yeah, think
1: about it. Andrew Luck and Phillip Rivers for the past many, many years in Indianapolis were going to be the type of quarterback who are going to sit there and dump off and probably not hold the ball for more than two seconds. But Carson Wentz's entire identity since, since he was first introduced to the NFL has been run around, run around, run around. I told you this yesterday when we were watching the game. He thinks he's Russell Wilson out there maximizing the big play, and he does not have the athletic talent or the mental
0: awareness to pull that off. And it's been a problem because he's been able to this and this is I uh, again this is why I advocate going to one of, you know, this is the drawback that you have with the North Dakota State kids is you play at North Dakota State, you kick everyone's ass. And you don't really, and you 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 get a little bit of an arrogance there sometimes. You know what I'm saying? It depends on the person, but this is what happens. You know, I I I tell you, like it's good, like you worry about this with Trevor Lawrence too. It's like, you know, at some point you do have to, you know, learn your lessons about what works and what doesn't, because if you don't, you're just gonna do it forever until it's too late to get out of habit. And that's the thing you worry about with Carson Wentz. It is deep into his career at this point. How I don't know that it's like he's gonna unlearn that habit. That's a little too hard to ask of him. It's worked his entire life. Yep. He won the MVP. He was an MVP candidate. Everyone said it, right? I'm sure he wrote it off in his head that he would have been – I'm sure that, he, that resonated in his head when people said that. I'm Dude. sure he heard it. I'm sure he basically assumes that he would have gotten it. And now that's in his head. And now it's like he thinks of himself as like basically an MVP doing exactly that. So why would he stop doing that no matter what anybody says?
1: Dude, when they drafted him, they – Oh,
0: he was hailed
1: as the savior of Philadelphia. They had not had a good team in years. They just could not be successful. The Eagles were a joke of, of, I mean, honestly, like kind of like they are now. And then for one second, Carson Wentz came in and they were like the savior of Penn Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. You remember that? Just like not uh, a
0: cringy name.
1: Yeah. It just didn't, didn't pan out for them. He didn't become the, their Russell Wilson or their, you know, Drew Brees, Pat Mahomes, what have you. He just, he just fizzled and died. And, you know, the injury, the injury concerns are still there. Indianapolis seems to think, like, they're, here's what I don't understand about Indianapolis' choice to get him. They're buying the optimal performance from Carson Wentz. They paid and they're trusting their season on the basis that he's going to be the best version of himself. And when we have seen him stay healthy, which is very rarely, he has not been that. So I don't know why, what wishful thinking they're, like, they think if they write a check that somehow, like, the, the money fairy will be like, oh, wish granted.
0: Oh, ah, well done. Yes. Congratulations. I mean, and I, so I don't understand what, what is going to happen there. I mean, I think that that's a very good team, as we've said. It's another one of these teams that is too conservative with their resources. Like, they think, oh, we got the Forrest Buckner one time. Congratulations. Or we got, like, a deal for Carson Wentz that wasn't even that amazing of a deal, right? Like, I mean, I, not. I, I, I like that's was the, thing. the first and a second. They have to, like, that's the thing. It's like you have to suddenly, like, everything has to be this amazing deal. Everything has to be like, yeah, but we won the trade in a way. You know what I mean? We kind of won this trade in a way. It's all back and forth and this and that. And it's like it doesn't really matter. Like, at some point, you just have to, like, make the big trade or make the big move or make the big move up for Pat Mahomes or whatever it is. And I feel like this was, like, always a bit of a cop-out move, this Carson Wentz move. And you compare and contrast it with what the L.A. Rams did. And they said, you know what? Balls to the wall. You know, we're going to go all in for Jalen Ramsey. And he had a huge interception in this game. Huge interception. We're going to go all in and we're going to get Matt Stafford. And he was instrumental in them winning this game. He was electric. He has such a connection with Cooper Cup, which it's hard not to have a connection with Cooper Cup. But he looked at but he's looked excellent oh, with through team games. With that
1: face, those cheekbones, <clears throat> he's like an Abercrombie model. I have a connection with him.
0: Listen, he's looking sexy too. I won't lie to you. I mean, he's looking fine. He's oh, looking- do you he's think that's fine. his
1: natural hair color?
0: You know, I tell you something, Keegan. You know, you're 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 so you're so intrusive in the Matt Stafford's life, you know? Is it his natural hair color? Is he actually going to be good the rest of the year? Is his butt real? You know, we don't need to know this stuff, all right? You know, give these guys a little space. And
1: the answer is, everyone in L.A. has implants. We know that.
0: That's true. I mean, Um, that's fair. He got him in L.A.
1: One last thing I do want to mention before we move on from Carson Wentz is that he was benched at the end of the game, and his backup Jacob Eason came in to throw an absolutely devastating couple of throws um (laughs) yeah injury apparently but Carson Wentz does not look injured he was just standing there I feel like this is always the thing too we saw this last year in Philadelphia this is how Jalen Hurts has his job right now and Carson Wentz does not because Carson Wentz comes out of the game and is just standing there on the sideline he pops in his headset he pops on his his uh you know baseball cap that matches his uniform and he's off to the races being Mr. Mr. uh auditing the class back there it's just like a ridiculous thing to spend millions of dollars and, and, and draft capital on.
0: And you're right. He's too comfortable with it. He's way too comfortable with it.
1: So next up, we have Bill's Dolphins.
0: Um, uh, I mean, man, if you,
1: if you missed this game, here's all the information you need. The Bills had 35 points. The Dolphins had zero points. Picture that game. Yes, that's what it was like.
0: Yep. Yep, exactly. Yep, hmm yep. <laughs>
1: Uh, we saw a couple of crazy fumbles. We saw them not go, uh, go for it on fourth down and miss. Um, we saw special teams, uh, botches, uh, specifically Jalen Waddle, just myth- whiffing on a ball and then putting it on and then grabbing it and putting it on the ground. It was just, uh, it was hard to watch you it's easy to watch for you because you had the bills defense and fantasy, um, Love to watch it. This was kind of a get right game for Josh Allen the Bills, right? They got a little embarrassed by Pittsburgh. They they wanted to go out and have like this like you know thirteen and four season, and um, you know Pittsburgh handed it to them after. And and, and by the way, Pittsburgh doesn't look that good. Like Pittsburgh's defense really handed it to them. It wasn't even Pittsburgh as a team. Um, And this here, they were able to get right thirty five points, a couple of big picks. Um, Tua came out with an injury day to day now. Uh, we saw Jacoby Brissett finish the game. He did nothing.
0: Let me, uh, Yeah. I mean, I just want to say I think there's something a lot big a lot bigger at work here. Part of this is I heard a stat today that I did not know. Did you know that the last five times that Josh Allen has played the Miami Dolphins, he is at he has had thirty or more points. Woo. So
1: So he's just got Brian Flores' number, huh?
0: Well, and so and so this and so this is the problem, and this is part of the theme that we go back to. Uh, and, you know, I'm I'm a tour believer, okay. I'm I'm a tour believer, but now we have to operate in the world where two is not playing, okay. today,
1: op- so he's probably going to be fine. If not this week, then next week. But right, yeah, he's so not very so,
0: optimal. So that's so that's what I'm hoping. All right, but but here's here's the issue. But so now now that I'm even though I am a tour believer, now the fact that he's hurt like this. I'm not as optimistic about the season. So I have to start at least if I'm a GM, I have to start at least plotting out what I'm going to do. Cause Deshaun Watson is not a far as not a good option anymore. You just, you gotta, you gotta just let that, let that go. Right. And I think there's, it's a very interesting point that some people were making. You know, I I, I, I made the point earlier about the Arizona Cardinals, Miami dolphins very much had the opportunity to do just that, to run with this team, with Justin Fields or with Trey Lance, they gave the pick yeah. away for Trey Lance. Yep, they could have Trey Lance. Absolutely. Or maybe, if, if, if it, it, frankly, it might suit their team better to have Mac Jones. So, okay, take Mac Jones if that's what you want. If you want to just get an offensive line take Mac Jones, I wouldn't like that. But whatever you want to do, you have a lot of opportunities and options. Whatever makes you so super happy, okay? You probably can't get Trevor Lawrence or Zach Wilson, but you can. But honestly, even if you want, if you wanted them, you could get them if you're at number three. You can make that happen, and you yeah. can say Urban Meyer take Justin Fields. You can get Trevor Lawrence. Okay, yep. you could do that. So, I just it's 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 an interesting thing to think about now when you look at Buffalo dominant. I mean, because this is not you know part of this has to fall at the feet of you know there was Jacoby Brissett looked terrible, right? And but Buffalo's defense isn't always this amazing, right? And so the question has to become, you know, what it, it, do we at any point, when do you get to jump ship on tour? We have to start asking that question because this is the team that matters. This is the team you have to be able to not just be, you have to at least be competitive with them. And when we look at other games that we'll talk about later, where people have overcome their demons, this is a demon that Miami's going to have to overcome if it wants to go past the hump. Because right now it's already achieved everything else. Right? It's achieved being the second best team in the AFC East and almost a playoff team. They've done that. So now if you want to be a playoff team, this is the team you got to beat. And this is really concerning for me if I'm a Miami fan. That they just tore apart. Nobody on the defense was missing. Nobody on the defense was missing as far as I know. Right, So there was a lot of bad opportunities. But those turnovers came in deep in Miami territory. So they didn't get the points. But they but they went all the way down the field to get those touchdowns, okay so let's not forget that and let's not let that go and let's realize that you know you know what? at some point, we got a question, is Buffalo too good for Miami and what kind of problem is that for Miami? what are they going to do about it?
1: Uh, dude, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, if you are a listener of this podcast and you should be, and you should tell your friends to be. Um, tell your enemies to be. Um, you know that I've been out on two all off season. I, I am not. I am not feeling too at time. Not in on it. Um, yeah, Miami should be on the up and up. So this is a little bit of. I mean, again, the Bills were kind of taking out their frustration from last week. So it's, it's you could argue this was a fluke. Um, but yeah, I think we just have to hold and, and see on them. I think they're going to have better days than this. But are they a, are they a team that goes deep into the playoffs? Seeming less and less likely. Seeming less and less likely. Um, we can go to the other AFC Divisional matchup here. AFC East Divisional matchup. Patriots versus the Jets. Ooh, doggie. Zach Wilson with four picks against the New England defense. I am never going to stop tooting our own horn about this, Connor. We had an episode early on when, in our draft review episode that was called Wilson Darnold II. That was all about how drafting Zach Wilson second overall was going to be a waste of a pick. Because in that system, he was going to be the exact same thing as Sam Darnold. And he might as well have gone out in an interview afterwards and said he was seeing ghosts. This was a picture-perfect Bill Belichick against the Jets quarterback performance. Nothing has changed. They have not improved an inch.
0: But, Keegan, but Keegan Robert Sala is from San Francisco. Oh, he. so he's Kyle Shanahan? Is No, 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 you didn't hear me, you didn't hear me, you didn't hear me. He worked for Kyle Shanahan. Oh, oh, but for oh, okay. some time. So,
1: so in other words, he's that's nothing. He's
0: he's what, nothing. So well, but but here's what you're not understanding. Robert Sala, you know, what I'm oh, saying th- from San Francisco. Yeah, uh, no, so, 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 they Worked under Kyle Shanahan. See, that's oh, that's what you're not getting. That's what you're not getting. All right, You write that down, and then you let me. Co- you get back. Oh, here, right?
1: so everything okay. Kyle Shanahan touches turns to gold, which is why he has nine Super Bowl rings, uh, For- and he's gotten absolute uh, star performances out of the likes of Matt Ryan and Jimmy Garoppolo in the playoffs.
0: So. Well, it's well, it's it's worked out really well, Keegan. Because here's the thing that you're not understanding: is that we followed this trend with Sean McVay, and that's why Zach Taylor got the job in Cincinnati, and that's why Cincinnati has been a rousing success. Oh,
1: no, Connor. Yeah. I'm starting to oh. think.
0: Oh, I'm starting no. to think the
1: NFL doesn't know what it's doing.
0: Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, everything's falling apart. Keegan. But,
1: hey, the good news is after decades, we have finally moved on from Adam Gase as a head coach. Oh, so wow. that experiment well, finally failed. You... We can move on to failing with Robert Sala and Urban Meyer.
0: Keegan, you just wait until Urban Meyer leaves Jacksonville. I guarantee you. I guarantee you he comes a-knocking. I guarantee Adam Gase says, I'll show you something. It's called Offensive Genius. And here's my friend Peyton Manning, who's got a thing or two to say. I I swear to God, Adam Gase has Peyton Manning, like, taking something – Putting something in a dairy air that he doesn't want exposed because <laughs> that it, there is something like incriminating, not just like oh Peyton Manning got drunk once, like Peyton Manning di- Peyton Manning murdered somebody and Adam Gase saw it because that's the only explanation for this to be just as honest as I possibly can be.
1: Connor, do you know do you know what Urban Meyer is going to be called when he retires? Suburban Meyer.
0: Oh, okay. Well, hey. <laughs> yeah. okay
1: anyway um next matchup 49ers versus eagles woof this was a defensive showdown if you like defense this game was for you go watch the eagles defensive line just just letting san francisco have it um uh yeah not a whole lot to talk about um Jalen hurts looked still good. Like he did what he could. Uh, Obviously San Francisco's defense is good. I I think this for San Francisco's defense, this was kind of a a similar, they got showed up last week by the lions and, and this was kind of a get right game for them. They were going to, they circled this in their calendar. They were like, we're going to beat the shit out of um, Philadelphia's mostly rookie based offense. I mean, youth based offense. Um, Again, I I don't know that this is super prescriptive. What do you think here?
0: Well, I mean, it's – I'm just trying to figure out how I feel about these two teams right now, right? Like, it's early, and I'm just – I'm trying to see, because I really had some nice high hopes. I really was like, "Oh, what is Jalen Hurts doing? And then I come here, and I see, you know, 11 points. I know it's a great defense, but, you know, plenty of – you know, Jared Goff scored a lot of points on him. You know what I'm saying?
1: Well, that's really the question, right? It's 17-11 to for San Francisco – we saw Jimmy Garoppolo and uh, Jalen Hurts look good, but both of them were only able to put up 17 and 11 points. Well, Interesting stuff. Uh, Her- Nick Hurts Bosa can... killed it again. That defense is going to be scary. I think they're going to. I think. I think this team is going to look more like the team from two years ago than it is like the team from last year.
0: Well, and I just I, the question becomes: I think what you're going to see right now is. You're going to see a limited San Francisco offense until you play Trey Lance in that position because Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, and Jimmy Garoppolo got a lot of plays with his feet here. He had to, but I think there's a lot of situations where he could have gotten even further. He could have, you know, made an extra play, you know, because Trey Lance would have been able to, whether it's the arm, whether it's trusting his own arm. I'm just saying, listen, you drafted Trey Lance for a reason and, this is just one of those really unique situations because it's not like Andy Dalton where it's like there's clearly Andy Dalton is Andy Dalton, right? Jimmy so Garoppolo Super Bowl winning uh, – not Super Bowl winning, Super Bowl attending quarterback. He got invited and he didn't you – know <laughs> it didn't go well, but he got invited. He's actually
1: been to a couple because he used to sit on the bench and watch Tom Brady win Super Bowls all the that's time.
0: That's true. No, that's very true. He always he always attends. He never gets to bring anything home, but he, gets, but he always attends. And it's always – you know, they give him a goodie bag and all that. So. Man,
1: Garoppolo has a lot of Super Bowl rings, actually. I just realized they just – all Tom Brady Super Bowl rings. That's well, gotta be. It. That's listen. gotta be a great trophy closet to have as a as a person. Um, hey, listen,
0: he's gonna sell them for uh, some, you know, something nice. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> nice little, uh, nice little uh, top. I don't. Uh, um, I don't know what Jimmy Garoppolo. So some, maybe out. something bedazzled. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, what he's yeah. I don't want to speculate.
1: One eighty nine, one hundred eighty nine passing yards and one touchdown. Mm, yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, I think we'll see. I think we'll see so the Eagles bounce back to uh, I don't. I'm not really super worried about them. They do need to go get a wide receiver. I think they can stomach through this division until they get one. Um,
0: but I mean, the Forty Nine ers are two and zero. That's what I'm going for. like. Like what in this division, right? They're like, all two
1: zero.
0: Yeah. Well, that. Well, but that. But like, that's that's the point. So, like, I'm trying to figure out how I feel about San Francisco because it's like, how do how do we know who's gonna like. How do we know who's going to take over? I mean, it is at the end of the day, it's going to come down to their matchups versus each other, but what usually happens is one beats the other and the other beats beats a different one. And then, like, they all just, like, beat up on each other and then you don't really know who the best is. And you're just like, Uh, what the fuck?
1: I don't think we're going to. I think this division is going to be something we figure out what happens uh, on on a couple of fluky plays in week 17 or 18. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Good, good for the Niners. Uh, we'll muscle through that win, though. Um, ooh, the next one's fun. The Raiders beat the Steelers twenty-six to seventeen. Who saw this coming? Uh, you could have made a lot of money in Vegas betting on this one.
0: Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Who saw? Who saw Vegas leading the AFC West? Ever at any point? Not even just like for a little bit. Just at any point. Connor. I mean, that's what's going on right now. The it's division crazy. with the Chiefs. The. The Chiefs going
1: down, Raiders going up. John Gruden, greater sign, Andy Reid. Derek Carr, greater sign, Pat Mahomes. You heard it here first. We no, get... I you, I, I'm joking, by the way. Don't, <laughs> don't,
0: don't record. Well, that. listen, we need, well, <laughs> we're finally seeing all the, a lot of the elements that we were used to seeing, that we were expecting to see, like Henry Ruggs connecting on those deep balls. They're throwing to Darren Waller, but they're not throwing exclusively to Darren Waller as much as I'd love them to, right? Like, you know, the only thing they need to do is get Josh Jacobs going again. But I do like the idea of, like, what they were doing. Jacobs as the power runner. Kenyon Drake as a passer. All right, fine. If that's what you want to do, it's working. Yeah, we, can Kenny, that. we can We can do that. They got a good something going here. You know, they, have, they I don't know how their offensive line is going to hold up long term because they got rid of everybody. And I don't know why they did that. But for some reason, they thought they were good. I don't know if that's going to hold up long-term. And I think watch out, because what's going to happen to these Raiders eventually is Derek Carr is going to get hit, and then guess what's going to happen? Derek Carr is going to get hurt.
1: So Oh, and then uh, it's Marcus Mariota season. Marcus Mariota season. And then Marcus Mariota is going to lead them to a uh, upset Super Bowl victory.
0: Keegan, be careful what you wish for, because your boy Marcus Mariota is not going to look good against this beat-up defensive, uh, offensive line week 13. Oh, I'll tell you okay. right now. It's got such a
1: scapability that Derek Carr doesn't have. That's the thing. That's I, that's the person you want behind a terrible offensive line.
0: We'll see about that. We'll um, see
1: about that. But uh, I I would like to say um, that yeah, Derek Carr looks has great numbers. Uh, everyone's singing his his songs of praise through uh, a couple of weeks. I. But just based on the eye test, dude, it looks to me, when we see him throw those deep balls, it looks to me on camera like he's just chucking it up and praying. Now, they keep coming down, so maybe he knows something I don't. But there's a part of me that really wonders if week six or seven, those balls stop falling their way, much like they did last year, much like they did the year before. We forget, but the Raiders have gotten out to a good start a couple of seasons in a row. We forget, but the Raiders beat the Chiefs last year, early on. So
0: Right, they beat the Saints, remember? That, they, and that right, they, kicked, they, they beat oh, they, up the Saints last year. They get time. off
1: to sneaky good starts. And I, I think, I genuinely think it it lives and dies on whether that ball just, like, lands for Derek Carr. And I don't think he has control over it. It looks to me like he's just striking it up, but... Maybe he'll prove me wrong. I, I I love the Raiders. I root for them. You know, ever since that hard knocks uh, season where we saw them. So hopefully we'll see we'll see some action in this division. Um, but
0: listen, they're I about just, to face. You heard it
1: here first. If he does do that,
0: <laughs> I'm just gonna say we're they're about to face. We're about to find out if this is for real or not. I mean, they are, I mean, it's, the thing you have to say is they've already went against two really good defenses in Baltimore and Pittsburgh. But they're also going to have to do it again. They got Miami, L.A., the L.A. Chargers, Chicago, Denver, and then Philly. Yeah. So they're just going to face great defense after great defense. But that's the thing. If they come out – you know, they started this 2-0. I could easily see them coming out of this with four or five wins. And if they come to that at that point, outside of their two games against Kansas City in the division, it's New York, Cincinnati, Dallas, Washington, Indianapolis – you know like, like that, that's that's a they have a very winnable second half they really have to turn it on now so this actually could if you look at their schedule and you break down and they start, like listen the fact that they're starting off strong that's what they need cuz they have a very front loaded schedule outside yeah of they state. could enter
1: the slipstream in the back half of the season that's a very interesting narrative to keep track of there especially with the uh, the chargers looking like they might be facing a little bit more of an uphill battle offensively than we than we might have thought Um. Okay, Panthers twenty six against the Saints seven.
0: Well, I think we covered this one well. Anyway, so the no, buddy. Uh,
1: uh, man, we have to we have to sit with this for a second. (laughs) (laughs) Jameis Winston sucks. Um, yeah. No, I mean here's the here's the real here's here's the things to focus on here. One, still no wide receivers. Hard to be a quarterback with no wide receivers. Um, the Panthers' defense looks really stout through two weeks. We, is this like a little sneaky little – they, did they prove us wrong and draft the perfect corner? He got an interception yesterday.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, look, I, I, I think the bottom line is it's very easy to play good coverage on a bunch of people that are barely NFL players, right? You know, if you're an NFL corner and – they're an NFL receiver, then you can probably play pretty good coverage on them for a while. You know, I don't think it's that hard. And but hey, it was rookie on that's... rookie. I mean, well, with, with Marquez about...
1: Callaway being the one, and I'm sorry, it's not Patrick Sertan. Who who is it? What's his name? It's J C Horn. J C Horn.
0: Thank you. Yeah. So I mean, but and, and and he's and he was the one that I told you about. He's from South Carolina. He was the more aggressive of the two. He was the more much more the playmaker rather than the conservative yeah, and, sit back then. And he's in Carolina, so he's at home.
1: So he's. he's he, that's always comforting. He gets to go home and have mom's cooking, so, or sure. dad's cooking, or I'm, a, I'm, whatever, whatever gender's cooking.
0: Well, I'm I'm sure he got his grits and bits, you know, and and he, and he deserved <laughs> them. <because. laughs> That's mm. what they eat down there: grits, Grit, and bits. grits, grits and bits. Bits of what? Bits of whatever they want. I think maybe it's bacon, country.
1: but like there's no way to be sure. Because there's just no way to bits. be
0: sure. that. Can I tell you something? If it was up to me, that's what it'd be. But I don't want to impose my will on other people. You know. But here's the thing: Here bits my are, my are so small. Channel.
1: Sometimes, if they switch it out for horse meat, you can't really tell.
0: You know, because and you never know when they're going to do that. Because they, you know, they have the horses in the back, so you well, never know when they.
1: Yeah, but you never <laughs> know when, when you know? they. Gonna...
0: I got the horses in the back. I always got to have them there. Just, just to make sure that everything's, uh, you know, in tip-top shape. Uh, okay. I mean, listen, I mean, listen, here, the reality of this is, this is what I'd originally wanted all season. I want the Saints to not be good. I want the Saints to be on <sighs> the Spencer Rattler lottery, and I want them to get Spencer Rattler. I'm very transparent about that. Jameis is not a long-term solution. Jameis is fun. Jameis will do well in – specific moments and you know Jameis will have cool things sometimes uh, you know and it, I get excited you know I watch him play well I get excited for a week or two you know but the bottom line is it's just not its not good enough and okay. everyone on the team knows it and it's not good enough particularly when you have no weapons and this is what I, what I, I don't understand why we don't have any weapons I don't understand how he went this whole offseason didn't do it I, I, I assume the idea is that Hopefully, hopefully, the idea is that we're going to be bad. We're going to trade away Demario Davis. We're going to trade away Malcolm Jenkins, who we inexplicably still have. We're going to trade away all the old pieces, and we're going to keep everyone except – we're going to get rid of Cameron Jordan, Can you get rid of everybody but Marshawn Lattimore, and Marcus and C.J. Gardner-Johnson and Marcus Williams, and those are going to be the three that stick around and build out the core. And we're going to get Spencer Rattler. We're just going to start it over. That's what this team needs to be doing, and they need losses like this to prove that to themselves. And so I get excited when they lose like this because I the, I what is my number one theme in all of football Keegan? Self-awareness of what you are as an organization. And these Saints guys, they keep pushing it forward and forward. They're gambling men. They always think, well, we'll just well you'll see. You'll see. We're going to pull it all together. We're just going to scramble it together at the last second. And it's not good enough anymore. And you need to scrap, you need to scrap it. You wasted the twenty seventeen draft class because you should have upgraded on quarterback sooner. You didn't. You wasted it. And now you gotta start over. And now you gotta get a draft class like that again. You know? Yeah and, and that's the bottom line. And, and and we need losses like this to prove that to ourselves. And that doesn't mean I don't root for them. It doesn't mean I want them to lose. It's just they need to be aware of where they need to be in as an organization. And as long as they have these Alvin Kamara, you know, they gotta get rid of Michael Thomas. They he's gotta come and have a good few games and then they gotta trade him away. You know, but they got to keep Alvin Kamara. They got to keep Ryan Ramchick. And they we you know, they, that's what you do. You build, this is what you do. You get the offensive line. You get the, you get a few uh, secondary players. You draft the quarterback. And then you, go, you just, you go. Here's you go what I worry line.
1: about, dude. This is a scenario that I think is very realistic and worries me a lot. The Saints have an absolute terrible first half. Then Michael Thomas comes back. And the offense starts to turn on a little bit. They win a couple games. They drive themselves down to like the 10th to 15th pick, a la the Patriots last year. And then there's not as deep a quarterback class for them available. Not to mention, they now have this little glimpse of like, oh, yeah, the process, like it could work. Let's give it another shot. And they spend another year with Jameis, with Michael Thomas, being like, oh, maybe this is the formula. And you're at the end of the day, this was a much different division to play. And I think Sean Payton might not. Might, not, might be a little bit of denial about this. It was a much different division to play in before a guy named Tom Brady came to, came to Tampa. And the fact that they are now spending every season going mano a mano with Tampa, trying to get that, that number one seed in the division where they don't have to play that wild card spot. I mean, dude, Jameis, Marquez Calloway, not going to be enough to take on Tom Brady in that, in that race. So you're going to, need to, you're going to need to build a super team if you want to compete with a super team
0: here. And, and, yeah. that, and how do you build a super team? You're able to afford it by having a quarterback that has a low salary cap. Tom Brady is one of those. You know is another one who has a low salary cap? Spencer Rattler. That's going to be a low number, baby, because he's a rookie, rookie, rookie.
1: Yeah, it depends how mean. high he goes. Uh, the uh, sign bonuses are pretty high up there, but uh, they also kind of guess he you can. You're right. Um, okay, let's talk about uh, the Panthers real quick. So Sam Darnold looks fine. Uh, you know, 26 of 38, 305, two touchdowns, and interception, against a a defense that absolutely devastated Aaron Rodgers last week. You know, so so he looks, you know, pretty good. I I don't again, this is one of those situations. Here's here's what I think. I think there are a lot of there are a lot of teams that are going around going, okay, how do we stitch together an NFL ready team? And it's like they're just looking to compete. They're just like how do we get some wins? You know, who who it's like like Denver feels like one of those teams or or you know, so we talk about What can we do to get ready to just, like, show up on TV when we have to play other teams? But at the end of the day, you're looking to win Super Bowls, right? I think there's a whole lot of quarterbacks out there that are the former and not the latter that are ready to get you a winning season but not ready to win you a playoff game against the best of the best. And this is one of those things, moves to me where it's just like, yeah, you've built a totally legit team, like, on its face, and maybe you'll sell your jerseys and you'll make your money and you'll bring the fans back in a little bit. But then you're going to, at the end of the season, you're going to have to face real quarterbacks. And, you know, Sam Darnold's not going to be who you want under center when that happens.
0: I think the answer to this question is we don't know yet. I think the answer is they really haven't played a team where I feel like I have an answer from, of, how they, of how good they are. Yeah. Like They just kind of coasted on. They've been okay. I mean, really, the Saints focused, you know, 24 carries, 72 yards from McCaffrey. The Saints were very focused, and you saw it a lot. Like, he got stopped at the goal line a lot of times by the Saints defense. They were yeah. focused in, a, in the same way that Washington obsessively focused over Saquon Barkley. The Saints sort of obsessively focused on Christian McCaffrey. Which is and I... the way
1: to win. I mean, you don't like, like, if you're going to let Sam Darnold beat you, go ahead, but don't let Christian McCaffrey beat you because exactly you know that's the game plan going in.
0: So that's what I'm saying. So you see 305 yards and two touchdowns, and I think that's a big part of that. So I think the answer is when you really have a more balanced team that can handle a nuanced game plan like that, then you'll get a better answer. But right now, we don't know. Okay. Next
1: Broncos 23, Jaguars 13. Connor, I've said woof a lot today, but woof! What is going on in Jacksonville? Why is this team so absolutely terrible? I know they were terrible last year. I know they had the number one overall pick. I know they were able to draft Trevor Lawrence. But they drafted Trevor Lawrence. They have Lavisca Schnell. They have DJ Chark. They have... I know they lost ETN. That's fair. Fair enough, they did. But this team is not a team that would be good but for etn this is a doa type of team on both sides of the ball i think it's probably too early and i think they'll probably take a step or two forward throughout the year as they kind of like put together their their plan but um two games in i I don't think it's unreasonable to say that we might we might see this season crash and burn for them. We might see it all blow up. Urban Meyer leave town. Somebody else come and try to make it work with, with, uh, you know, a new draft class full of rookies next year.
0: I think it's interesting. I think, first of all, you know, like there's, 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 you're still seeing the flashes. Like the first drive of the game was an 83 yard, (laughs) an 83 yard drive. And he had this beautiful pass to, I think it was Marvin Jones. Like, like you see flashes from guys like Trevor Lawrence that make you pretty happy, and frankly, you see a lot of good flashes from, you know, the Broncos as well. I mean, we said the Raiders are number one. I mean, the Raiders and the Broncos are number one in the AFC West. I mean, that's the reality, and we 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 already acknowledge, right, that the Broncos' defense is elite. Right, we we just yeah to acknowledge maybe, that.
1: maybe maybe number one overall this year. I I would say through two games again with that amount of. Data, yeah, that's what it looks like.
0: And so, if, isn't Teddy Bridgewater exactly the quarterback you want for that team? Especially when you have Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy. Tim yeah, Patrick, it's just the guy who's fan. just
1: going to not turn the ball over, who's just going to keep you in it, and, and who's probably going to give you enough points that if your defense can show up, you win.
0: And so that's, And so that's what I think it is. I think that's really good. It's, Connor, it was, he became the fourth, ready for this Bridgewater, became the fourth player in NFL history to open a season with consecutive games with two touchdown passes, no picks, and completing
1: 75%. Okay, but Connor, get this, though. You're out here going, okay, well, Jacksonville looks bad, but okay, they're playing an elite defense. De- if, if Denver's defense can keep them in the game, then this offense will will win. But Denver was also playing Jacksonville's defense, and they were only able to put up 23 points. So it's like, how do you think they're going to fare against the Bears or well, against the Rams?
0: And to me, this goes to a bigger problem. To me, I think the fact that you have these this many weapons in the, in an offense, right, and you're putting up – to me, that's coaching. To me, that's – they're running the ball because they have Mel- Melvin Gordon. He's just run- churning out the clock. You remember how Melvin Gordon always was in L.A.? Same thing. He's just 15 carries for 32 yards and then a touchdown, right? It, 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 that kind of guy, right? Like, I, I to me, that's just when you watch the Broncos offense, it just doesn't look creative. It looks slow and sluggish. And I think that it's really just a matter of, like, Yeah, they catch it in the wide open. And luckily you have these athletes that turn these four yard plays into fourteen yard plays. But that's the bottom line. And it's like, yeah, there has to I you know, I, I I see a lot of the problems in the NFL right now as coach as being coaching related problems. And I think this is another example, right? Like, listen, you have to what do the Bills do, right? The Bills are run by a defensive guy, Sean McDermott. But what but what's his key? He's got Brian Dabble, this offensive coordinator, who has been with there forever. Probably could be a head coach if he wanted to, but they've kept him there, running the offense with Josh Allen, and he's the one who got Josh Allen to, like, calm his shit. You think Sean McDermott was teaching him to plant his feet? No. It was no. Brian Dabble. It was, the, it, was, and it was the quarterback's coaches. In That's the part that matters, right? You know, Vic Fangio needs to have that kind of offensive coordinator, that kind of quarterback presence. You know, make, make fun of Kellen Moore if you want to. I think Kellen Moore is a much better offensive coordinator – than Jason, Jason Garrett, for example, in the division, right? You know what I mean? Like, you got to get at least some sort of quarterback presence in there that can, you know, be helpful to the quarterback and that can, you know, teach that, that, that can spark some creativity in the offense and also they can just teach someone the basic fundamentals, right? And I think Teddy Bridgewater is the fundamentals, but there's no spark in this offense right now. It's just getting the ball moving forward, not screwing over the offense, being as careful as we possibly can with it but you don't have the kind of weapons where you should be doing that. You have explosive weapons where you should be taking explosive shots with them. And I just, you know, I feel like there's a lot of opportunity wasted. I, my hope is that, you know, when they start playing teams like the Raiders and the, and the chiefs, they're going to let it go, but you're right. I mean, they certainly didn't show that in this game. I think they're capable of it. I think they just don't do it, but I think if you don't do it enough, you're not going to be good at it when you just pull it out against the chiefs. Right. So yeah, it's, I mean, it's a concern for me. And I think this is the situation where, Hopefully, you know, they have a good, a good potential but not good enough and they can fire McFangio and get an offensive coach.
1: Yeah. Yep. Um, for those of you cats and kittens at home keeping track of the old uh, draft uh, results from this past year, Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson, first two picks in this past draft, five picks each through the first two weeks. So combined for 10 uh, between them in, in four games. That is not what you want to see.
0: So you're saying you're... they're doing well?
1: Oh, yeah. No, Connor, it's, they just changed the rules post-COVID. They said quarterbacks are trying to throw as many interceptions as possible. The game is no longer about touchdowns. It's it's just a game of catch, basically, between you and the cornerbacks.
0: See, so uh, this is just the old fuddy-duddy's not getting it. Oh, it's, I see. It's, it's I Madden see. rules, Connor. It's, uh, it's, it's Madden
1: know. Uh, video game
0: rules. You mean every throw to a receiver is an interception? Oh. Right, because
1: all the all the cornerbacks are Pro Bowl-level wide receivers, and all the wide receivers are, uh, you know, baseball players, apparently. Even,
0: even the linebackers can't jump. Yeah. Okay, it's fine.
1: Um. Next. Wow. 34-33, to 33, Cardinals over the Vikings. This was the best game of the week yeah. at IMO. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this game, What well, I mean, other than the Chiefs and –
0: and uh, well, and also, I had Titan Seahawks, I kind of like, um, yeah, well, okay, so okay, Sorry, so, Sorry.
1: to your point at the beginning of the episode, there were a couple of good games, you were absolutely right. We, uh, you know, there were a couple of really good games, a lot of dud games, but the ones that were good had some great action. Um, Vikings, they were passing all over the place. Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, KJ Osborne. Uh who? Oh,
0: everyone's uh, I ha- I had him on daily fantasy for $150. Really? Well, there you no. go. You, no. you no. Oh, oh, no. oh, oh. No. That's not, that's not. So correct. it's
1: somebody no one's ever heard of. Okay. That's that. Okay. Um Cardinals, man. Holy shit. Is this an amazing offense, dude? They cannot do anything wrong. The looks that Kyler was getting downfield if this man can extend a play for four seconds, which, spoiler alert, he can, he, can. Um, he is going to get a wide receiver, seemingly n- n- with, a, with no one around him. Not a, I mean, the, the pass to Rondell Moore that's going viral, no one was around. I don't even know how that happened. But, I mean, all Kyler had to do was basically run a little candy cane from the pocket out to the side, and then chuck it last minute before he got back to the line of scrimmage, and boom, 77-yard touchdown to Rondell Moore. Uh,
0: no waiting. I guess here's my question, right? So all of that is true. And first of all, let me just say off of that, you know, I, as you as as I think you back me up on, I am a huge Cardinals believer. Have been. have felt very strongly about them.
1: Oh, we are Kyler Murray lovers. Uh, we love Kyler Murray
0: on this podcast. And we adapt. We we say okay to Cliff Kingsbury as long as he doesn't get in Kyler Murray's way. That's the way we feel about Cliff Kingsbury uh but i think you know it concerns me that everything that you said is true and yet they should have lost this game they really should have lost this game that was it on a and i will say part of it is listen that this is how you win super bowls on games like like super bowl winning teams have this kind of energy to them right where it's just like we played well enough to stick around we probably should have lost but Damn, we somehow got. A now, goal.
1: when you say they should have lost, you're referring to the Vikings making it down the field on the final drive and shanking a field goal, correct?
0: That would be exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, dude. okay, yeah, like so they did in the playoffs to the Seahawks. Sorry, three that win
1: that they stole there—that's definitely true. Um, but we also saw this defense with Chandler Jones with five sacks uh, week one against the Titans. So it's. You know, I think they're going to see better days. I don't think they're going to get five sacks a week either. It's probably going to come down somewhere in the middle. But uh, this this defense, I think, overall is on the up and up. And, and I mean, it, it, hard for them not to be because the last couple of years, they've been one of the league worst defenses. So adding J.J. Watt, probably not going to hurt you, probably going to help you more than hurt you. Um, we'll just see. I mean... There's a lot of competition in their division, you know, when it comes down to it, maybe a great offense and a great defense, you know. Maybe when you go up against the Rams or the 49ers, if they can turn it on an offense, you know.
0: Who knows? I know that I'm, i know it's too early to do this, but can I ask a question that everyone wants to wants to know? Mm. Who is Adam Thielen uh, getting traded to?
1: Connor, if Adam Thielen gets traded, my first wide receiver on my fantasy team, uh, I will be devastated because no matter where he goes, his value will go down. Unless it's the Eagles. The Eagles would be great. Oh my God! That's, Can you imagine if the Eagles traded to the
0: Eagles? So it's gonna. I mean, that's the kind of team that would do that. I or the think. Saints, maybe? Or Washington? No, nah, you don't want that. You don't want that as an advocate. Well, no, I don't, I don't want it.
1: I don't want it for my fantasy team. That sucks. And,
0: and I don't want it either. He's he's only helpful if you're going to the playoffs. You're, right. You're and for the a Saints team like this,
1: need to add youth. They can't add old men. Dude, they, if
0: they, if they spent all this time having Ted Ginn out there, and we finally are terrible, and now they get Adam Thielen, I'm gonna punch somebody. I mean, that's just ridiculous. Yeah, that's and, just well, ridiculous.
1: and and if you uh, you know flip side for the Eagles, it's like their offense right now is built around Jalen second year Jalen Rager and first year Devonte Smith. So bringing a veteran guy in there to offer Jalen Hurts a reliable end zone target could actually be the secret sauce they need to to take the division. Uh, now that especially Washington's going to be, you know, desperate with Taylor Taylor Heineke, I don't think it's going to be as, as easy for them, and and Dallas looks pretty looks pretty good. We'll, we'll get to that uh, next uh, in a couple here, but um, yeah, I I think the Cardinals uh, are going to be. Very good, and I think the Vikings are probably better than we thought. I think people have been I think the Vikings have been fun to hate for a long time. We, nobody likes Kirk Cousins. Nobody in the history of time has ever liked Kirk Cousins. Um except apparently whoever signed him to a like a hundred and sixty million dollar contract or whatever the fuck that was. Well but they're um,
0: owing they're owing too. That's the thing about the they're owing two, yeah, they're but, good. They, but they're the but oh, they're owing too, yeah, so how good are they? Well
1: Connor they have to only be better than the Bears, the three-point Packers, and the, uh... I mean, the, Packers that, no,
0: the. I mean, we don't think the Packers are going to be that. No, we don't think that. I mean,
1: we don't think the Packers are going to be that. But um,
0: I just. You got to beat the Packers. Is that that's that's what I'm trying to nail down? Do you think?
1: I think the Vikings can beat the Packers. Yes.
0: Oh. Well, you say think... they can. they? I'm asking Will. Uh, well, I think
1: you'll, you'll blow out the Packers. Uh, I'm sorry. You, you won't blow out the Vikings uh, on the Packers' side as much as you think you're going to. It's going to be a competitive game. It's going to come down to, much like we saw this game, uh, come down to where the Cardinals are heavily favored against the Vikings. Probably see it come down to the final couple of drives and uh, you know whoever steps it up and makes a big play uh, will, will probably come out on top.
0: Um, Keegan, I'm not necessarily disagreeing. The only problem I have is, is, it's just so hard for me to say yes. Kirk Cousins will beat Aaron Rodgers. It's just, re- you know, what I mean, it's just re- this it's is really what people
1: do. always do, though. Everyone's people do this all the time with football. They're like, oh, can, who's who's going to win, Tom Brady or Pat Mahomes? It's like they're not playing
0: each other. No, they're but on the but
1: field it, at the same time.
0: Yeah, but I but I believe when there's eight minutes left in the game and they each get a drive, Rogers is going to score and Cousins is going to fuck it up. Okay, I mean that's. You know, that's what, I mean. that's, yeah. that's what I mean. And that'll be the difference. And like you say, that'll be the difference in the game.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, that's fair.
0: That's it's why fair. I think you can do it for – if you think a game is going to be a blowout, then it's a different story. If you think a game is going to be competitive, then you can go one versus one. It's like, all right, with eight minutes left, you're each going to get a chance. What, what do you going to do with it? And I think Aaron Rodgers will score a touchdown and Kirk Cousins will throw a pick.
1: Yeah, I mean –
0: I mean that's 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 kind of that's kind of the thing and, dude, but and you think have about, to yeah and that could think be about wrong this way. that's how I see it.
1: I mean it's interesting cuz now I want to I want to sell the bears short but they made the playoffs last year too and the lions you know who knows. Well, we'll see the Green Bay and Lions game tonight uh in an hour. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how that goes. But uh, okay, let's move on. Um Buccaneers 48 Falcons 25 not too much to talk about here. The Buccaneers are really good. The Falcons are really terrible. Matt Ryan's shit uh mark my words they're going to be drafting a quarterback soon uh restructuring that that contract they just restructured again to find a way to move him off the salary cap uh and probably start a very long painful rebuild that will not be successful for many years if ever
0: yeah i mean tampa tampa and then the only thing i'll say is this is you know i said this before you know i'll say i'll, I'll say it once again you know there was a time to trade matt ryan It was this offseason, and now he's going to fall like he's Enron stock, and eventually he's going to be traded for pennies on the dollar of what his his value could have been. You know, yeah, you know, and and the Detroit Lions made the smart move. They got an amazing trade, Um, and they're going to have a much more – and I promise you, watch Detroit and watch Atlanta and see how it goes because I'm telling you that that's the foundation of a great rebuild is to be able to get Jared Goff and two first-rounders? All right, so if Jared Goff sucks, then they'll just get Spencer Rattler. Okay, fine.
1: All right. But Connor, they got a really good tight end to this offseason in Kyle Pitts.
0: Exactly. You know what? And, and that's the – listen, Kyle – that's why I wanted – you know, I was pushing – if you watched any of our draft episodes, you know that I was pushing hard, hard for the Arizona Cardinals to trade up and get Kyle Pitts. And I maintain that that would have been a great idea. And I maintained that I would have put a whole lot of money on them to win the Super Bowl if they did that.
1: Oh, that would have because been an amazing been move. Max that, Williams had three catches for like 50 yards. Uh, and, and, and Max Williams is somebody I have, whose name I've only heard a couple of times ever. So You
0: know Max Williams is? A great tight end, too. An he's excellent great, tight end. He actually a is top a really tight
1: good end blocker. Too. So exactly. he actually so, would be. So
0: he's an ex- like, excellent tight end, too. Just like Dan Arnold was, the guy that they had before. Right? Uh, That's what they've had a bunch of. So that's why they should have, they, you know, they should have done that. They should have signed Zach Ertz at the very least. They had the opportunity to sign Zach Ertz for yeah, nothing. They, they could have traded him for, for, nothing, him for like a second six for round pick, nothing. And they, and um, they didn't. so I, so I I, I I I just want to use that as a way for people to understand. Right, watch, watch, like it's, it's that constant theme. Like one of the themes of like is understanding your mistakes, like Arizona did, and another of them is like you know. That's another part of the self-awareness train, right? You know, is like knowing when to get rid of your asset. And that's always a hard thing. And Bill Belichick is, you know, he's considered the master of that. Although I guess Tom Brady's making him look like not so great at that anymore. Well, I mean, I think
1: the thing about that strategy is it, you, it's never going to work out 100% yeah. either way. Exactly. You're deciding you'd rather not be the one holding the player with the, the shitty player on the hot potato. You'd rather throw them away and, and see them succeed somewhere else for a little while than be the one holding the ball when when it all falls apart. Like um, for
0: example, Pey- I'm just, Peyton Manning, right? Peyton Manning won a Super Bowl with the Broncos, but playing the way he did with the Broncos, he wouldn't have won with the Colts. No, totally. And Andrew Luck would have... And Andrew Luck was obviously great for them. So that that works out in the end. And I'll just ma- make that point to say that the Falcons, like, they they got to do a... Re- they, they, they made the wrong choice. They'll be able to send them back five years. And this jam isn't going to be part of it, I don't think. Matt Ryan with uh, 302,
1: uh, but but three picks on the day um Tom Brady uh gets Tampa 48 big ones Jesus Christ 276 passing yards and five touchdowns uh Tom Brady he's really good uh two of them went to Gronkowski Gronkowski has four touchdowns uh in his first two weeks in this new season that's pretty insane. Uh, we'll probably see that regress a little bit, but maybe not a ton. We might be seeing a pretty ridiculous uh, Gronkier, especially after uh, we saw him catch two touchdowns in the Super Bowl last year, which means he has two touchdowns in each of his last three games. Pretty crazy. Freaking. Um, let's move on. Cowboys versus Chargers. This was a really weird one. Uh, Cowboys ended up winning it 20 to 17 uh in the end. Uh Justin Herbert tried to make a a stand at the end, it didn't work out. Oh man, dude. The first game the Cowboys were all pass and now they were all run and now I don't know what to think.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, it, it it's so weird because it's like you want to have a situation. I don't know. We'll just we'll just go. I don't want. I don't want to go on. That. <laughs> I, I, I I just really want to like destroy everything. First of all, like Mike McCarthy came out. I don't know if he saw his press conference thing. And he came out and he was like, oh, you know, we didn't call the-. There was like a missed timeout in a in a very important part of the game. And he was saying things like, oh, Kellen Moore was blocked by the cameraman and Robert about. And it's very funny because like. The oh, man, dude, th-
1: Kellen Moore's been blocked by the cameraman for his entire career,
0: huh? Right, well, it's a, it's,
1: that, that That cameraman just keeps getting in his way, but one of these days, he's going to do well with it. He's, so, he's going get, to get out from behind that cameraman, and he's going to win a game.
0: And you know what? And here's the thing. And normally you say, oh, that's not really related to the game, why you bring that up. But this, And this is the whole point. Stuff like that, I bring up with the Cowboys and only the Cowboys on purpose exclusively because that's what they've decided to design their team around. And it's the reason Mike McCarthy is the sucking. coach. Sucking? Yeah. No, just being like, being all about like what happens off the field and selling jerseys and being a designer and being interesting, and being dramatic and being talked about and blah, blah, blah. So they're got to do something. And they're not focused on the fact that, for example, you know, they paid Ezekiel Elliott all that money and Tony Pollard is better, right? They, they're not focused on the fact that they paid the running back all this money, even though they have all these receivers. Now they, now they pay all these receivers all this money. So now they got all this money they got to go around and justify. And their offensive line is crumbling in front of them, right? So they're not, I, I, I just don't get it. They're not worried about the fact that their quarterback who is making
1: 85 million dollars in this season through 23 completed passes for zero touchdowns and one interception. That is crazy.
0: And it's just, and, and, and here's the thing you know you have to be aware of, the, of where teams like this is this is the ultimate team that you got to beat. There are going to be a lot better teams than this. And so, you know, props to them because they ended up getting the win at the end of the day. And you know what? Zeke looked good. Zeke looked good in moments. And obviously, Tony Pollard looked a lot better. But, and that and that pisses me off, certainly, as a Zeke owner. But, you know, it, it, it is what it is. It is they, what it is. They,
1: it really they, is, what they, it is what it
0: is. They have so many good weapons. And I just think it should have been, you know, it should have been a lot better for them. Credit to them for giving them the win. I think the Chargers, man, it's like, you know, you spend all this money on this offensive line. Justin Herbert throwing stupid picks. You know, Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen being really the only, like, amazing receiver out there. Might Like, all the Williams. like, they have so many Williams's I like, can't keep track. I don't know which one is which. I don't know which <laughs> one's been injured for two and a half years. And this guy Guyton just coming out there running around. Jalen Guyton. Austin Eckler can't develop anything because you're interrupted by a left-wing podcaster. Like, it's uh, – like, I just – like, I don't <laughs> – I don't know what's going on over there in in uh, in L A. right, but it's it it just feels weird. I don't know how Brandon Staley is. it's so it feels like it's the exact same Chargers, and it's like wait a minute, they just changed coaches. Why doesn't this feel like a different team at all? Like that's the problem for me. Is like I feel like the Chargers are the exact same, and that tells oh so you just didn't coach them. You just you just said we're gonna just do all the same thing. So what? But it's like but you weren't even hear. You it wasn't like you were an assistant coach. So it's not like you took the gameplay you already had and de- you just you just kind of didn't make one and everyone's just kind of doing the same thing again. Like you didn't just you didn't think, oh, when I came in, the reason we lost so many games is because we led the league in penalties all the time. So I'm gonna clean that up. And it's like, nah, eh, whatever. I, mean, you know, I got better things to do. Like uh get a nice little get a nice little fucking sweatshirt on that's well tailored for my five six body, Brendan Staley, like whatever. I don't know. I'm sure he's big. I'm sure he's not five six. He <laughs> looks five six to me on camera. He looks like a child to me on camera. It's crazy. But Connor, I, uh,
1: there's nothing no funnier to me whatsoever. than you you calling uh, Justin Jackson a left wing podcaster because I'm there is you. nothing I hate more than podcasters with left leaning political opinions.
0: <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> we
1: are we are nothing like those people.
0: <laughs> can I, can, I, can I tell you something, frankly? I, I believe strongly in the free market, and if people are, are going to die in that free market, uh, I'm going to pay someone to clean up. That's just the bottom line. <laughs> and those are my politics, and you can apply that to everything.
1: I don't even know so what that means. That. <laughs> well,
0: that's part of the point. It's supposed to be ambiguous because I like to change my views based on the situation and based on how much money I have at the time. Okay. Okay.
1: Well, let's uh, – So.
0: That's yeah. That's uh, a satire warning for those of you trying um, to trying to put me on right wing watch. I don't. We're gonna to. we're
1: gonna see uh we're gonna see whether that whole that whole thing makes the final cut or whether I cut it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I didn't start that. No, it's a, it's
1: a fifty fifty uh, right now, Connor. It's a fifty fifty ball. We're gonna see whether the offense or the defense wins on that one in post. We're gonna see. We're gonna fix them post.
0: Well, anyway, Tennessee and Seattle. Come on.
1: Okay, Tennessee versus Seattle. This game ended up with the Titans. Winning in overtime, 33-30 to 30, uh, on a field goal. The game did not look like it was going to go the Titans' way the entire time. This was the uh, first three quarters, basically. The Seahawks were just dominating. And it looked like the Titans were going to get blown out again, just like they did week one by Arizona. And then at some point, they just turned it on. Um, they started hyper-targeting Derrick Henry. Dude, Derrick Henry's numbers in this game. He had three touchdowns, which already is like, of course, he's Derrick Henry. He had 182 yards on the ground, and he added some through the air. Let's see what he – let's see. He had, he had like six targets in this game, which is not – Derrick Henry's not known as a, as a pass catching back. Um, so this was a real kind of mix-up. Um, six targets, six receptions, 55 yards. My goodness. So um, –
0: and, yeah. and it's interesting because A.J. Brown only has three catches for 43. Yeah. Well, Julio has a few catches, but, like, you know, AJ they, they Brown didn't really was, get it going.
1: A.J. Brown was uh, A.J. Dropsky uh, yesterday. He, yeah. He can do that sometimes. He can be A.J. Dropsky. Uh, yeah, nine uh, targets, three time. catches. Yeah, I, I believe me. I, I was an A.J. Brown fantasy owner last year, so I saw a lot of that. Um, A.J. Brown did uh, pick a funny post this uh, – this past offseason about how his family was giving him shit that he couldn't even catch COVID. Um,
0: wow. Good <laughs> job, A.J. Brown's family. I wow. know, man.
1: If A.J. Brown's wide receiver career doesn't pan out, uh, he's gonna his TikTok is going to keep him completely safe. Oh, uh,
0: yeah, well, that's great, friend
1: Just kidding, folks. A.J. Brown's really good. He's going to be fine.
0: <laughs> he's already got a lot of money in the rookie contract anyway, so come on.
1: Yeah. Uh, Chris Carson with two touchdowns on the goal line 13 for 31 and 2. Not great, uh, you know, efficiency outside of uh, goal line work, but it is what it is. They they shouldn't have needed uh, that to win. It seems like 30 points seemed like they were gonna win. I don't know what happened to the defense. Uh, obviously, when you see these overtime games and and uh, you know, the The losing quarterback never got the ball in his hands in overtime. You're just like, well, just sucks. The coin toss didn't go your way. Uh, Julio Jones, 6 for 128. He just barely missed a uh, 20-something yard touchdown uh, that was turned over on replay when his heel was shown to have stepped on the sideline um so almost a massive day for him but still pretty awesome uh tyler lockett eight for 178 and one uh for seattle this guy's really good uh Uh, russell wilson's good too that's really all i have to say about that
0: yeah no i mean honestly what it came down to is what you pointed to with the carson stats i mean they the you need to be able to win a game like this you need to be able to sustainably run the ball run the clock out keep possession for a while they just couldn't do that all they could do was get the long bombs and they were working it's great but you know, at some point, you have to have long sustained possessions. And they, 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 could, they just couldn't seem to find that. And that's something yep. that Seattle needs to worry about moving forward because, you know, they're not going to, if they're not beating Tennessee, they're certainly not going to beat anyone in their division doing this. This has just constantly
1: been the thing for um, Pete Carroll's team over the past many years, the, probably 10 years at this point, that th- when things are going right for them, they are going oh so right. And it is so sweet and the twelfth man gets to go absolutely nuts. And, you know, Century Link is so loud and everyone's so excited and um, you know, when things are going well, it's just like they, they barely even put up a fight. Just like as soon as things go wrong, it's just like, meh, whatever. I guess this one isn't one of those ones we win. Like it's so weird. Um,
0: a little too quick, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just, yeah.
1: yeah. Obviously, it sucks to get beat in OT. A lot had to go right for the Titans to do this to them. The Seahawks will not lose half of their games this season. They will win more than half their games. Uh, I'm not too worried about them, but this is probably hopefully a good wake-up call for them, honestly, early on in the season.
0: I think they need it, and I think it's going to be, you know, like this whole division is really just on pause until they start playing each other. That's the bottom line.
1: Right. It's so true, and they've stacked all the matchups in division later on in the season, because they know that's going to be the big divisional battle, and that's going to be the big, uh, the big TV moments. Um, and uh, you know, lastly, we have a pretty good game. I think we all knew this was going to be a good game going in, and it delivered. Chiefs, Ravens, Ravens beat the Chiefs at home, thirty-six to thirty-five. First time uh, Lamar Jackson has beaten Pesh Mahomes. Man, this was fun. Uh, what I love about this is, Connor, halfway through this game, I asked you, do you think Lamar Jackson will ever beat Patrick Mahomes, or do you think this is just a monkey on his back now that's going to last forever?
0: And, man, he turned it around. He, he did. I mean, well, this is, I mean, this is something that Lamar Jackson needs to do. I mean, we consider him to be in sort of that upper echelon of quarterbacks, or at least we're holding him out there, right? We're waiting for him to become Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, yep. level, right? We're we kind of he, he we consider him to be good enough to get there. Former the MVPs, right? right? So that exactly, so that's that's the check mark that you get, right? Okay, so the real thing. I mean, at the end of the day, the AFC is Patrick Mahomes' division, right? If you if you're going to win a Super Bowl you have to be able to get through Patrick Mahomes. And if you can't get through Patrick Mahomes, right, I don't think, I never think that the playoffs is the place where that happens, right? You don't break your streaks like that in the playoffs very often. And so I think it's very, very important that you get that over with in the regular season. So now it's just a rival, right? Now it's just someone that I play with, but I got him that one time and it's like a week and you have enough comments like, I can get him. I can get him. Now at this point, that's what they need. I think if you really look at the Chiefs, too, I mean, the thing, it's the good and the bad with Patrick Mahomes, man, and it's been so overwhelmingly good that everyone lets it go, right? But, I mean, he threw terrible interceptions at the end, right? And stuff that a throw that he's attempted and completed eight times before where we've all been like, wow, that was awesome. And then because right. it didn't work out, now we're like, oh, you terror, That's awful! That's terrible, right? Yeah. But You know, the longer you play, the more those are going to happen, right? And so the bottom line becomes, you know, how do you respond? And, and, you know, it's interesting to have these two play each other because these two really are the epitome of exactly that. It's like, listen, I'm going to throw picks. I'm going to have fumbles. Things are going to get lost. It's going to be a loss of shuffle. But I'll tell you something else. When the game is on the line, I am going to get a first down. Don't ask me how. I'm going to just do it. It's going to happen. Yeah. when I talk, when I when I talk about the certain types of quarterbacks that just can't have, you know, this is the I, I I'm sorry to say this is the this is what Josh Allen I don't think quite has. This is what I don't think that you know some of the less mobile quarterbacks have. You know that's why I'm critical of types like a Mac Jones, right? Because you need to have this extra element in this league. This is the next step in this league is having this element uh, in your game to win a Super Bowl. Now you know. Tom um, Brady is. Sorry, I was just gonna
1: say, uh, except for when Tom Brady wins the Super Bowl.
0: <laughs> well, and so this is what I'm gonna say. Listen, I I I would suggest to people that to use Tom Brady as their model of how they're going to win on their team and their separate franchise is a very 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 bad idea. Yes, Tom Brady will be the exception to a lot of things. Tom Brady is playing at an age that is an exception that is to everybody else's. Right? I just I just think in general, whether whether that whether that whether Tom Brady is supposed to be a sign or not, what I will tell you now is I will not use Tom Brady as a reason to doubt any theorem that I have. Tom Brady Brady is the exception of exceptions. And I just don't think that it's a good idea to say, Oh, well, here's what we'll do to build our franchise. We'll draft Tom Brady in the sixth round. I'm okay. Well, good. Good. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Let me know when that happens. Terrible quarterbacks that you're going to run. Enjoy being the Denver Broncos, but without the defense. Right. Yeah. Congratulations. Enjoy that.
1: Tom Brady, by the way, had a sneaky little uh, run on the goal line uh, yesterday where he had to bail out of the pocket, and he he hobbled for like seven yards at a first down and slid down. He looked absolutely hilarious out there. But,
0: but, but man, even he knows, that's the thing, even though he doesn't do it, he yeah. knows that that's the trend of the league, right? I'm sure yeah. he talks about that with his well, team all the time, and I'm sure they find short, sneaky ways to do it like that.
1: So back to your, your and so, Patrick but the, Mahomes point. That's, uh, yeah, I, I wanted so I to it. point out that uh, you were talking about well Patrick Mahomes didn't didn't do some you know did some not so great things in the other game. I'd like to point out some of the stat lines here. Byron Pringle, two receptions, 63 yards, touchdown. Demarcus Robinson, three receptions, 46 yards, touchdown. Uh, Travis Kelsey, seven receptions, 109 yards, touchdown. Tyreek Hill, three receptions, 14 yards. Nothing. Well, they Where fo- was
0: they, he? They, fo- they focused on him hard. They okay. went all out to sell out on him, which, again, doesn't, you know, you can always validate it because at the end of the day, they won. But, I mean, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense in an offense that has Travis. Like, like you said, Travis Kelsey just dominated instead. It's like, okay, you take out Tyree Kill this time, okay. Travis Kelsey will be the one who dominates. And then next week, maybe they'll be like, oh, we'll take out Travis Kelsey and then Tyree Kill will dominate. Like it's, like yeah. it's like you, When you have these two type, it's like, okay, go ahead. You can't do enough to shut both of them down the whole time.
1: So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's totally true. Um, yeah. This, uh, lot, you know, still one last thing I want to talk about here is, you know, something you and I had already been hinting at a little bit, which is, Lamar, Patrick Mahomes. Um, man, when Patrick Mahomes does things right, it looks so easy for him. It's like, that was the plan. I'm just doing it. No big deal. When Lamar gets stuff right, it's like, God damn, he has to be Superman to get a first down out there. And uh, this is just kind of something that w- I think We referenced earlier on in in the offseason, we said, you know, Baltimore is going to be on its way down and Cleveland's going to be on its way up. We didn't necessarily see Cleveland be on its way up yet, but I think the bill might be coming due for Baltimore here for not getting Lamar a better team around him sooner. Uh, Yes, they drafted Rashad Bateman and he's injured. Yes, they have second year overall, uh, second year great uh, uh, running back J.K. Dobbins. Um, Not there, but... Ultimately, I don't think those are the things that are wrong with this team. I think this team needed a veteran presence in wide re- at wide receiver, um, and and they didn't get it. And uh, they need to become a more pass happy team. I don't think you win playoff games. It's just like you're saying you don't win playoff games without a rushing element from your quarterback.
0: You certainly don't win them without a passing element from your quarterback, right? You gotta have both. Well, but they, but but see now, this is where I'm going to push back with you, and listen, and 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 I'll. You know, we both said what you just said, and I'm you know, I, I'm still waiting to see. I want to see divisional games. I want to see them play the Browns and the Steelers. Um, but I mean, I got to tell you, I mean, I really like what I'm seeing right now. I mean if you go back to the street, like he has been connecting with Hollywood Brown a lot even since if you go back to last season, yeah, right but you can't build an offense out of a
1: connection. this is exactly what I said yesterday. If Hollywood Brown has 120 yards and a touchdown every single game for the rest of the year, it will be amazing for Hollywood Brown and not good for the Ravens
0: offense because 120 yards and a touchdown is not enough for a whole offense to win a game on. But I think Sammy Watkins is going to be helpful. I do think Rashad Bateman is going to come back within the month. I do think you're going to have, you know, you're getting enough of a running game going. I think Lamar Jackson is Superman. He's a former MVP. He is. He's, he is. He Superman. is Superman. He is like that's. The thing. He is like, Superman, he,
1: but the thing about Patrick Mahomes is he's Superman and he has a lot of help. Lamar's you know, only Superman.
0: I will say that. Listen, absolutely for sure. He needs a what, Justice what, League. This is and this is why I said to I said to you. I think we said this to you last night. I don't know if I said on the podcast or if I said it to you last night, but I definitely said that. You know, listen, Pat Mahomes is fo- Fat Mah- Mah- Mahomes is following the systems. Right. He's following a system. He's following a game plan. Like it's like, it it does like, there's much more like Lamar's improvisational. Lamar's got to do it himself. Pat Mahomes is, Pat Mahomes knows that he has, has a team around him and he knows it's just that that game plan itself just is a high risk game plan, but it is still a game plan. It's still organized. But to me, it almost says something else because I think, first of all, you still you first have you have to know that the the craziness element is still there, and you saw it. It's the reason the Chiefs lost the game is the, the the crazy interception that he threw, right? So you have to have that as a consideration, and I do think Lamar Jackson overall is going to be able to throw with those weapons enough. I think that Lamar Jackson is showing a lot of times that he's you know when it when it comes down when there's no when the plan isn't working. I trust Lamar Jackson more than Pat Mahomes a lot of times. And I think a lot of times in playoff games, you should rely on the fact that the plan isn't going to be working. Oh, wow. That's quite a take. Um... And I think that, and I think the, because, and I think it really, you know, the problem is it looks so much better because the chief's plan is always working, right? The 75 yarder to Tyree kill, it's always working. Right. You know what I mean? But it's like, I just think that Lamar Jackson has to deal with more desperate situations He's gotten over some of his demons. I I like what I'm seeing. Now listen, I'm I'm not making any switches on any type of like overall predictions because I'm reserving this and saying I need to see them play Cleveland and I need to see them play Pittsburgh. Yeah. Right. That's that's a that's a big thing for me. But I will say Baltimore is gonna have a much better, you know, is gonna have the best quarterback in all those matchups. And Baltimore is certainly gonna have the best player on the entire field in all those matchups. And that's something that really needs to be considered. And and, and, and it, it, all I'd say about the about the Baltimore versus Kansas City thing in the future is: look, the only way you're going to beat Pat Mahomes is matching Pat Mahomes. And there's well, Lamar Jackson is the only person I can think of. Maybe Russell Wilson and maybe Kyler Murray that can match him. Oh, uh, right? Josh and Allen they, will step up too. Josh Allen, Josh Allen, probably yeah, Josh Allen as well. And Tom Brady, Tom Brady didn't match him. Tom Brady just like. Tom Brady's defense just decimated Pat Mahomes. And then Tom Brady's just like, oh, oh, we're good. Okay. Open top. Oh, Rob, there you go. Okay, cool. We're just playing? All right, cool. Okay. All right. Yeah. He didn't have to match him at all. Pat Mahomes just like tried to not die that night. Yeah. That was it. So that's exactly right. So Um, I I I just think we gotta be careful. We gotta give a lot more credit to Lamar. More of the point is I love Lamar. I love what I'm seeing. You know I love the Hollywood Brown connection. (sighs) I think that's gonna be enough when Rashad, especially when Rashad Bateman was back. Dude,
1: I, I I fucking love Lamar too. I mean, as a as a player, as a man. Uh, oh my gosh, the there was the cutest. I saw an on yeah uh, on, uh, the ESPN Instagram account this video of Harbaugh asking Lamar, Lamar, do you want to go for it on fourth down? And Lamar nods and he just goes, "Send him out." <laughs> and uh, yeah, it caught. And then the hugging at the end of the game, like that was just. Uh, he's he's a heartwarming man he's an incredible athlete i i do root for lamar like nobody's business um on the way yeah overall a couple of really good games couple of dud games um i think a narrative uh still very much up in the air but but kind of taking shape as as a little bit of a weirder one uh to start the season here um Anybody yeah seen... any overarching lessons from the week I, I i would say my my big thing is still just like I still think there are a lot of matchups here that are not going to be very indicative of the season we actually get.
0: I think that people need to take advantage of the fact that it's a weird season, you know, and I think people need to, you know, there are some teams that have enough of a gap, but I think there's a lot of the fact there's a lot of tight races. I think this is going to end up getting to a point where every game matters now, though, because even though you call them weird games, right? eventually, you know, the Bills and the Dolphins are going to be against each other fighting for that last division title, right? Eventually, someone has to win the NFC West, right? Yeah. And, it's, and it's and and when the NFC West title comes around, right, and the 49ers didn't lose to the Lions, but the Seahawks did lose to the Titans, that's going to matter, you know? Yep. That's going to be a big game. And so I think people need to take it. If it's, it's weird, that's great. Take advantage because if you're a team like Vegas and you're somehow trying to beat the Chiefs, you got to stay ahead of them for as long as possible. you just got to stay ahead of them and hope they stay down there. That is your best strategy. So, you know, take advantage and, you know, go for it. And don't be afraid to make a big trade right now. If you have to, if some team is like us, oh, screw it, we're, we're screwed. You know, if the Falcons are like forget it, we're going on a fire sale and Calvin Ridley becomes available, get him, do it.
1: And maybe, uh, you know, maybe throw down a dollar on, jaguars bear super bowl let's see what happens
0: jaguars Bears.
1: Yeah. oh okay um thank you very much everyone uh please hit ring that bell subscribe um listen to us wherever podcasts are found tell your friends find and, us on uh, tiktok find us on tiktok we have a pretty viral tiktok all of a sudden uh i don't know if you guys know that so uh find us over there at fallback media on tiktok uh see you next week everybody uh- Oh
0: my god, that was a brutal... I'm sorry,
1: I'm sorry, I'm sorry that you said so much like you were going to you got to do a different <laughs>
0: oh, no. I was going to say that, I was going to say it was a shitty week, so that we definitely wouldn't have helped. Oh no, okay,
1: let's just do it again with a little bit less of like a low, bro. Just...
0: Oh. <laughs> oh constipation all right, all right. If we ever get a fucking ad for constipation then that's how we're gonna start it. Okay. Right. Okay, here we go.